Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. We are so pleased you can join us in today's show. I am Michelle. And I am Mark, your host of this podcast, a show that was designed for you, the Awakening Empty Nester. In this series, we will be bringing you a whole range of inspiring insights, heart-filled stories, and conversations with truly amazing people. People just like you. People who have navigated through their own challenges, lessons, and opportunities. People who have transitioned to living a life of deeper experience, heart-filled contribution, and consistent awakening and growth. Find out how they are all living with what we call a strong ECG life pulse. Let's discover more as we dive into this episode. Whether you're an empty nester or not, we trust you will enjoy today's show. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. We're so grateful that you are joining us again today to listen in to this conversation with a lady who is all about relationship, connection and love. Annie Callis is a relationship architect who works with couples to overcome their hurt, resentment and fears by using a system called the ACRA system. Annie supports men to help empower them with tools that focus on building romance, passion, and meaningful bonds into their lives. The fulfillment and personal freedom they gain helps them create delicious relationships that they truly desire. Having experienced and thrived after her own crisis of a 21 years broken marriage, this challenge created in Annie a burning desire to help prevent others from going through the same devastating emotional pain, the financial stress of a divorce, and repercussions in the lives of the unspoken casualties, the children, who often unknowingly will perpetuate the cycle and repeat it in their own lives. We are excited to bring you, our Empty Nest audience, an expert who helps her clients build strong relationship foundations that will withstand the storms of life. We are especially thankful too that our mutual friend, Arik, saw the connections between the dream architects and the relationship architect and took action to introduce us. Welcome, Annie. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. <laughs> Thank you for coming on board. I mean, we've only just met only a week ago, probably less. Monday, wasn't it? Monday, yes. yes. So four days in. So we definitely feel that you're on the same path. And the names, Relationship Architect, that must have been what Eric saw and he's worked with us, the Dream Architects. You help people in their relationships. So thank you for coming on board. Thank you. It's so great to meet you. I loved our conversation on Monday. We just talked and talked and talked and just kept going. So the bond was definitely there. Thank you. Uh, it's uh, it's really interesting because it was about an hour. I'm going, we could keep going. We could have a coffee and a wine and everything <laughs> else. Because clearly we have so much in common and yes. we are similar age groups that, you know, and because we we enjoy what we do, we could have gone on and on and on. Mm. So hopefully when I see you guys for real, maybe in Melbourne or up where you are, we have dinner and then we don't have a time frame. Absolutely. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> and is it interesting how we're building a foundational relationship right now, similarities and that mission to help people as well? Yes. Yes, definitely. Tell us about who Annie is. So Annie, Annie was born in Romania. In 1966, so I know some of you are going to start doing the numbers. Yes, I am a very proud 54-year young woman. <laughs> I'll be 55 next year. I'm like, it's, I'm almost excited about it. It's like 5-5, five, five, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so I was born in Romania, migrated to Australia with the family in 82. And I've been living here ever since. I actually love living in Australia. I think this country has given me opportunities beyond my wildest dreams mm -hmm. and opened up such a different world for me. So for that, I'm so grateful. Even though now I've got itchy feet because I feel like I, I could go and experience something else. <laughs> you know, I'm at that stage, son is grown up, he's turning 19, so doesn't really need his mama now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm like, okay, I'm a free bird ready to go somewhere. <laughs> 
You have one son. Does he live at home? No, he's living with his dad at the moment. Okay, yeah. When we separated a couple of years ago, um, it was 50-50. It was his choice. Mm-hmm. And it worked really well. Okay. So you're a 50% empty nester by the sounds of it. Well, he's not here anymore now. All right, okay. See, he got for his 18th, he got this computer, this massive thingy that cannot be moved, so it's not portable. So he's a gamer, so it's at his dad's. You know, we have a very solid, uh, our relationship is amazing. So we don't need to see each other, you know, all the time. And I think from the beginning, I brought him up to be independent. Mm -hmm. I didn't want him to depend on me. I wanted us to be interdependent, Mm -hmm. you know, just... Mm -hmm. You know, so he's very free to do what he wants to do. So it's good. Awesome. I think that's a very important skill for everybody. You know, as soon as you start relying on somebody, ultimately that has a risk of becoming needy and you don't have those personal skills. So seeing that from the outset and teaching your son those independent skills, I think is super, super powerful. We all need them, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. When he was little, I was married to a Greek guy. Mm Mm-hmm. He's got a great, an amazing grandmother on that side. So my former husband's mother is an amazing lady. From moment go, she accepted me and it was was really great. But being old school, when Julian was born, then it was like, no, 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 don't do it, I'll do it. it." I said, no. I said, don't walk after him with the apple and the spoon. He needs to sit there and he needs to eat it. Give him the spoon. Let him make, oh, but making a mess. But that's the joy in it. Let it, it doesn't matter. But makes mess on the floor. We clean it up. (laughs) Just let him experiment. So for me, it was always about experimenting and go wash your shoes, clean your shoes, make your bed Mm -hmm. every day. Even now, have you heard of Intimo lingerie? I have, yes. Mark hasn't, though. No, I, I have no idea. <laughs> they have great underwear for men, actually. Mm-hmm. Very comfortable. Right. So I'm still selling. <laughs> so, uh, so I had that lingerie consultancy for 13 years. And as with any direct selling company, they had lots of rewards. So I would always go for the top reward, which was a trip overseas. Mm-hmm. So he was two and a half when I started that business. Mm-hmm. And within the first year, I achieved the reward. So off I went to Shanghai. Wow. And I was like, okay, he was left at home with his dad. Mm-hmm. right? So when I used to go away, he didn't care. I come back, do you miss me? No. <laughs> no, not really. Did you miss me? And I go, no, not really. That's not, that's not nice, mom. I go, well, how come works for you, not for me? <laughs> Oh, okay then, mom. So, (laughs) right? So from that perspective, worked out okay. He's got a great relationship with his dad. He has a great relationship with me. Very different. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of love there, which is awesome. That's beautiful. Which is really, really awesome. So, yes. From what you've told us, when the marriage dissolved, when you went through that challenge, that's what brought you to what your purpose is now. Is that right? I've been coaching for about 10 years now. Mm -hmm. I decided 10 years ago to go and do a course. A girlfriend of mine, she told me, she goes, oh, look, Annie, she goes, I've been listening to your problems for a long time. She goes, I've done this course. I recommend you go do it. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. So it was Landmark Education. And I heard of Landmark over the last 20 years prior to that. Mm -hmm. But she said, she goes, it was really good. And if this woman said that it was good, I go, okay, I need to go and see what it is. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'd go because I wanted to become a better wife. I thought I was the problem because I'm passionate and I'm loud. I'm European. I'm like, ah! you know, I go off. Right. Okay. So I was always screaming and I didn't like that because it reminded me of my parents. So I grew up in a very violent home. So we had all sorts of, other than sexual, but every other type of abuse we had, Mm -hmm. right? So it was like we had like a menu. You didn't know what you were getting on the day. So with that in mind, I didn't want that kind of relationship, but it was becoming like that. And I thought, I'm the one that's yelling, clearly something's wrong with me. Mm. So then I went and I did this course, and it was such an eye-opener 
lots of different distinctions and different views on life. And I thought, wow. So Pandora's box opened up this thirst for knowledge mm-hmm. and understanding at a deeper level. And I'm analytical, so I wanted to know, how did they do that? How did they create those questions? How did they, where, you know, so I wanted to know everything. And to this day, that's who I am. I want to understand the how, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. How something works, mm-hmm. right? And then from there, I was invited to the National Achievers Congress. Oh, yeah. Wow. I got exposed to the most amazing world of personal growth out there and different types of businesses. And the first person that came out was Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. And I could not believe it. I was like, oh, my God, I can't handle his voice. He's too big. His teeth are too big. <laughs> and why is everybody doing the rah-rah and up and down? I'm not dancing. I'm a dancer, by the way. I was, uh-huh. I was studying ballet back in Romania. I was going to be a ballerina. Right. Yeah. So I was in a school of arts. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm not going to dance. I'm not going to do any of this. And then somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said, listen, he's changing your state. Then I go, my what? It's your state. <laughs> What's that? You know, your energy level. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should dance. It's bullshit. Oh, sorry. Can I say that? Too late. <laughs> oh, too late? Yeah, good. Okay. And uh, But in the end, I kind of went, well, everybody's jumping up and down. I'm the one that looks like the idiot. All right. So I started jumping up and I'm going, oh, this is all right. And then I was going, you should see me at a Tony Robbins event now. (laughs) I lose it. Absolutely lose it. So there were many other people. And then Donald Trump was the last fella. But before him, there was a man called T. Harv Eker. And when he came out, he just, he was so powerful and interesting. And then he stopped talking. And I kind of went, what, what, why is he stopped talking? And then he just said, Everybody that is walking around, sit the F down. And I went, oh, he said F on the, on the stage. You can't say F in public. People go, yes, you can. No, you can't. And then he said, I've flown 18 hours to come over here to teach you something. And you're effing disrespecting me. And I go, he said F again. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I, and they go, yeah. And then I said, I want to do what he does. And then I did his course and then course after course after course. And then I met my mentor, Blair Singer, and then the rest is history. And I started my own personal growth. I started coaching people on like the breakthroughs that I had and the tools that I was, call it, gifted with. Mm-hmm. And the mindsets and, and the people that I have been exposed over the years. And then when my marriage broke down, I just went, you know, how come... I couldn't save my marriage, mm. right? But it takes two to tango because the relationship with myself, awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with me. I like me. I think I'm hot. I think it's awesome, right? Yep. And then I can also allow myself to beat myself up and, and say, Jesus, you're an idiot and all that. And I'm okay with all of that, right? And I have forgiven myself for all the things that I did and the things that I said to to everybody, mm-hmm. right? So I understand all those concepts. However, I couldn't, I couldn't save my marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And what came with that, the pain. I still care about my former husband. We get on really well. Like last Sunday, we sat around, we washed my car together. Go figure. <laughs> we, we never washed my car together when we were married. So yeah. anyway, but just because the romance doesn't work between two people and you break up, that doesn't mean you're a failure. And a lot of people who, who break up, their marriages break up, they feel for a long time or forever that they're a failure. Mm-hmm. It's not. So I heard this, um, there was this guy, Dan Savage, I think his name is. And he was talking about the concept of when people are married for 50 years and then one of them passes away. And then everybody says, oh, they had such a long, beautiful, successful marriage. But nobody actually knows that behind closed doors, there was abuse, there was mental abuse or physical or emotional abuse. They hated each other. They slept in different beds because when they went outside, it was a front. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what was in the background. Whereas you can be married for 20 years or 15 or whatever and then just go, you know, it's fizzled. It's just not working anymore. 
and then you consider that a failure. You still went for 20 years. Mm. It was good while it lasted. You still get on. Your kids are okay. So why do people consider that a failure? Mm. And I had such, and I just burst into tears because I just had a transformation, a breakthrough, because mm-hmm. I was one of those people, 20 years of my life, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it is what it is. But I don't regret a moment, not one moment. I don't regret. And we had a great life. We built things together. We traveled and we had the most amazing kids. So how can you regret something like that? Mm, yeah. From my experience and from everything I've learned, isn't it amazing that once you start opening yourself up to new information like the likes of Anthony Robbins, the T. Harvickers, the Blair Singers and all these amazing people that we have this opportunity to to learn from, it's like this, I'm not going to say a drug, but it's like, I want to know more. Because you start to begin to discover yourself and understand why you do things the way you do and empower yourself to head in the direction that where you want to actually live your life. So it's an amazing thing. And funnily enough, I was at exactly that same event with Tony and uh, T. Harvecker, Mr. Trump, okay. when he came out. I went to the Sydney event. Were you at the Sydney event or did you do it? No, in- I was in Melbourne. That was in Melbourne, yeah. yeah. It was a good event. That was yeah. the first time I've seen all of those gentlemen and that was part of my start of my journey as well. And Robert Kiyosaki was there. That's right, he was too. And Kim Kiyosaki, yes. so they were all there. Yes. Oh, it was amazing. It was so exhilarating. And as you said, Mark, it's not an addiction. It's a real awareness to the fact that every time you expose yourself to something like this, to an experiential program, because here's the thing, books are great and you can learn from them. But do you actually know how to apply it? Because it's knowledge. So we can learn more and more and more and more stuff, but that's all theoretical. How do you apply it? How do you make it spiritual, right? It's like an awakening. Every time you go to one of these events, it's another part of you that awakens, right? So then you become whole and complete, you know, so for me now, it's this constant, okay, I broke down that one and then that one. It's like, as they say, the onion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like if you cut up an onion, the middle, and you try to peel it, when you get to the middle, it's really tight, mm-hmm. you know. So it's really hard if you try to peel one, mm-hmm. that if you can get through your tears, right? But it's hard <laughs> to peel, yeah. right? So the thing is same with us. Mm-hmm. The deeper you go, the more painful it is, but so much more liberating. Mm. Our capacity is so big now that our problems, or not problems, but the pains are enormous. Mm. But then overcoming them, oh, first of all, it's quick because you have so many other tools that you go, okay, tick, 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 I've done that. Okay, so what is it? Mm-hmm. Then once you overcome it and you have no fears to reach out to that coach or that coach, or, and then you have the breakthrough and you go, Ah, and again, you have that amazing ascension. Mm-hmm. You just go, wow. And I lived with this for that many years. Mm-hmm. Wow. And usually it's so simple, isn't it? Always. It's so simple. Always. Yeah. So for me, it's a life and with wisdom and maturity comes a different way of looking at things, not paying attention to some stuff, wasting your time, being aggravated, just going, really? Does it really matter? Mm. Will it matter in five minutes? No. So why are we worried about 20 years ahead? Mm. Yeah. And it's the stories that we put to these situations, isn't it, as we learn? You know, what is the story that I need to associate with this? It's interesting, you know, what we learn with everything that we go through and, you know, peeling the onion, those sorts of things as we go through. And we become, literally become a different person to be able to to pass through and grow with all of these situations. Absolutely. What I just gathered from all of that is you not only had the thirst for like something was opened up you mentioned the pandora box and then your thirst for knowledge and for transformation was even more exciting and then you got to that challenge in your life where your marriage was not working and you went through that you forgave yourself for all the things that you did or you didn't do and you keep learning you've got this 
incredible wanting to know how that curiosity and all of that you're using and you're you're not only just reading from books but you're actually applying it in your life and so all of that experience you're now bringing to help other people you're contributing to your clients tell us about that you mentioned the ACRA system what is that about Thank you. Thank you for asking. So when I mentioned the books, there was just another line that I didn't say. So Mm -hmm. books are fantastic. Absolutely. But the books are somebody else's perspective based on somebody else's experience, Mm -hmm. right? So what they felt and what they went through to achieve that, they had that breakthrough. So it's really important that alongside books, you actually put yourself through experiential programs where you actually are made to do something. Mm -hmm. So don't just go into a room where somebody's talking at you. Mm -hmm. You have speakers that go and share, and there's some amazing speakers out there, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, what are the tools that change that mindset? Because if I say to you, you are brilliant and you have greatness in you, and you go, oh, that sounds good. And in the next month, it's like, yeah, but how? Mm. Right? So with that, and then you've got the trainers that can train you, you've got facilitators who actually give you something to do and it really puts you under the pressure and you don't want to answer it, you don't want to do it because digging deep is hurtful, mm. right? But you're in a safe enclosed environment where the context has been set up. And you know that these people or that person and everybody in a room holds the space for you. Mm -hmm. And then you do it. And then you go, wow. And of course, there's tears and all of that. But it's such an amazing process. These tools are so amazing to help you. And thankfully, the Tony Robbins and the Harvecker and a Blessing and a Robert Kiyosaki and, and Jim Ron and all these guys, they all learned from the same source, mm. right? So when you watch them deliver, they all do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They have the same template, the same process. So for me now, it's really easy to go and do this. So my methodology does the same thing. Mm-hmm. So there's a concept. So there's you teach something because you got to teach something, mm-hmm. right? And a concept. And then you get them to do an exercise and apply the concept. And then you go back and you debrief it. Mm-hmm. So you don't just leave them with it. Like with the goals, I do goals. Part of it is goals, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't just do the goal setting. And then, okay, so now I've got 15 goals in three areas of my life. Yay! What now? (laughs) And that's what normally happens. People go to these events and then they go home and then like, what now? Mm. So you've got to continue. You've got to continue the work. And the ACRA methodology came out of the top nine things that I experienced in the last 10 years that have shifted my life. Okay. And they are core pieces. That's why it's foundational because these are core things that you got to know. Mm. So ACRA is an acronym. Yeah, for Annie Callis Relationship Architect. <laughs> 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 but it sounds really good, right? ACRA. <laughs> a bit slow on the uptake. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually so so I have to get used to this. It's actually relationships because you know what this methodology it's not just for couples. It's actually for parents with their kids, with siblings, with workmates, teammates. You can use this in a football club mm-hmm. anywhere there's multiples of people, right? And when they come together, at times it's disconnect. There's reasons for that. And if you break it down and you go to their soul, to their foundation, their inner foundation, then, you know, because like, for example, one of the, I call them accelerators. They're all accelerators because they accelerate your growth and who you are, right? Mm -hmm. So I do the values. Mm -hmm. So when I ask people, what are your values? They go, oh, yeah, respect, loyalty, truthfulness. And I kind of stop them there. And I just go, okay. So these are your fundamental principles, right? So I said, so is this what you live by? 
or is this something that you want? It's you, how you want people to treat you. Well, yeah, how I want. Okay, so that's not your value. Oh, I said, okay. So let's work on your values now. So then I do a values exercise with them. And what comes out, they sit there and they go, really? Oh, my God. So let me ask you this. So then I ask them questions based on the values that they come up with. Mm-hmm. And they go, yeah. Yeah. Oh, now I know why that happened. Now I know why that happened. And it's amazing to watch them having this ding, 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 you know, light bulb moments. <laughs> the other day I had this lady and after 10 weeks, like we did the values and they were pretty cool. And they are her values, but there was one that was even more powerful, mm-hmm. but for some reason it didn't come up. And after doing the work for about 10 weeks with her, she said something and I go, I've been listening to you for 10 weeks. Isn't your top value freedom? And she just sat back in her chair and was quiet for like, seemed like an eternity, but I just left her. And she said, oh my God. She goes, everything in my life makes sense. Hmm. Why I clash with people, why I get annoyed at things, why, 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 why. And it's so rewarding and fulfilling and amazing to watch something like that. Hmm. It's so fulfilling. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing experience when whatever you say, you provide a little opening for somebody and they get that realisation and it changes the trajectory of their life. Even if it's only a little bit now, when you extend it out in 5, 10, 15, 20 years' time, it makes a massive, massive difference mm. to their quality of life and how they can enjoy themselves. So, and, it, and it feels so fulfilling to be able to to assist somebody down that space. Mm. It's amazing. Absolutely. I've been reading, I've been reading, you know, the stuff that you guys do, and I'm just like, it is so cool. The ECG experience, like giving people the experience and then contribution and growth, like three pillars, definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely. You're giving them an experience, you contributing, they're going to be contributing to somebody else because once you have something like that, you can't help it. You need to share with other people. Mm -hmm. They're having the growth, which makes them feel like giants. So all of a sudden they find meaning in life. Mm -hmm. You know, because we, it, it's just the way it is. You know, we meet, we get married, we have kids, and then we dedicate the next 20 years to the children because mm-hmm. just the way it is, right? Because we love doing that. But then once the kids grow up, and we all know because we all have similar age kids, they, they don't care about us right now. <laughs> all they care about is their friends. <laughs> you know, I cracked it with my son yesterday. Because I'm at the chiropractor booking in the next appointment for his back, right? Uh And I go, Julian, I can only do it on this day at this time. I said, so it means that you have to come the night before because I don't have time to drive around. (sighs) Okay, (laughs) mum. And I lost it. When we got in the car, I went completely berserk. I go, are you kidding me? (laughs) I said, maybe I should... Sorry, yeah. You went Romanian on him, did you? <laughs> oh my God! Yes. So then, so then after that, and, and we have a great relationship. So then it's like, oh, I, I and I really had a go at him, right? So I came home. I'm all upset. He's gone home. Well, you know, all upset, head hanging, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you too. You know. <laughs> You know, so one of the things that I learned just because I'm the parent, that doesn't mean I don't say sorry, mm-hmm. 100%. you know, and that's how we teach them to say sorry yes. because they see the example. Yes. And I remember in the last few years, I had a, a, one of my epiphanies and I went, oh, and it had to do with, with my former husband and something that I did that really hurt him. And he kept telling me. But I was like, no, nah, no, nah. back then. I was like, no, no, no. With time, you know, I sat there and I thought about it. And I'm going, hmm. And I asked my girlfriend, do you think that I was using him in this particular situation? Mm-hmm. She goes, yep. I said, yeah, I thought so too. I've been feeling it for years. Mm-hmm. So I promptly got in my car, went to his house. He said, what are you doing here? I said, I need to talk to you. So I actually apologize. I said, I'm really sorry for using you. Mm. And I said, you were right. And I said, I'm so sorry. And he said to me, I said, what what do you want me to do with that? I said, well, that is on you, what you do with that. I said, but I have to forgive myself for 
stuffing up and I want to apologize to you because you deserve it. Mm. Now, Julian was sitting there and and I said, okay, I'm going to go now. Mm-hmm. And I left and Julian rang me. He goes, wow. He goes, mom, that was unreal. And I go, why? He goes, well, you owned up for your bullshit. And I go, yeah, I did. He goes, wow. He goes, that's courage, mom. Wow. I said, well, you better learn it. <laughs> I said, because this is what you need to do in the world. Because if you hurt people, you don't hurt people because you want to hurt people. But once you figure out that you did, that's part of your responsibility is to own up. What they do on their side, you have no control over. So true. Absolutely. So powerful. With our empty nester audience, the age groups sort of 45 upwards, you touched on it earlier. You said about how, you know, you get together with your, your partner, your husband, your wife, and then you have kids and you spend a lot of time devoted to your children. And then the kids leave home and then there's the two of you in the house And a lot of what we hear and a lot of what we experience is that there's these two adults who they still love each other, but they don't know one another anymore. And they find it very hard to relate. Have you come across that within your clientele? Um, I haven't had empty nesters as clients, Mm -hmm. but I speak and I've been over the years, I have been speaking to hundreds and hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. right you know I turn up at many events and you know you meet lots of people and talk to people but here's the thing even if you are in a relationship still in a relationship and you love each other but something is not working here's the thing who you were at 20 mm-hmm. is different who you are at 40 you have a lifetime of experience okay would you say that your values at 20 and your values at 40 are the same of course not So wouldn't it be wise to figure out who are you today and start again to build your life? So here's the thing. People are sad and they lost themselves Mm -hmm. along the way by dedicating their lives to others. And it's okay. But now you deserve to take your life back, Mm -hmm. to do things for yourself for things that you want. And just because you want to do something, that doesn't mean you love your partner less. It's just you're an individual. And when you feel yourselves up as individuals, when you come together, it's so much excitement because you're not expecting the other person to make you happy. Mm. Nobody can make you happy Mm. and nobody can make you sad because what happens within you, you are the one that creates the emotion. The only way somebody can hurt you is if somebody literally comes and punches you because then they hurt you. Mm-hmm. But nobody can create a hurtful emotion within you. Mm-hmm. Only you do. You are the creator of all of that. And I learned that from feeling rejected and abandoned. And then my coach said to me, so who created the emotion? I was like, oh, come on. It's on me again. She goes, uh, <laughs> yep. Oh, you know, shit. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> and, and, and then she said, okay, so now we're going to look at where's that stemming from? And of course, it was stemming from my dad. I always felt rejected. Right. Not that he rejected me. It's how I felt based on the behavior. Yes. yes. As we were saying earlier, it's that story that you tell yourself that you adopt. That situation A could mean... It's an empowering thing or it can be a disempowering thing. It could be a celebration. It could be the massive, massive amount of pain you've ever experienced in your life. It's how you see it. Mm. And, and just that and alone, I think, is an amazing thing to do, to be able to look at things in the future but also things in the past and go, well, well what story did I tell myself about that? Was it actually bad or was it actually good? And was it true? because we put meaning to things if you have the opportunity to actually talk to the person about it they go no it was this and you go oh far out yes oh my god yes absolutely yes right so so i think that when the kids leave and if you still love each other then you owe it to yourselves to work with people like you two because you're creating through your own methodology what you're helping them with. And then what I help them with is to reconnect to themselves and they will actually be finding amazing stuff inside that they didn't even know was there. 
it's it's so amazing when somebody has that their eyes pop open and they go oh oh yeah yes <laughs> and there it is there it is mm-hmm. and then they can't help but go to their partner and go oh my god oh it's great it's really really great mm-hmm. right or i have to share a story i'm working with this couple and halfway through the program they break up right so i'm like okay well if she wants to continue we'll continue and then i'll just you know because this stuff everything that i do in the the methodology is building you and then bringing it together bringing you and bringing the so you know your values he knows his values now you bring them together create the values for the family unit right mm-hmm. and i'm thinking okay hmm but he still wants to turn up for the session <laughs> so he just every time it gets emotional that's it he runs right right so turn up talk 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 and i said all right so i get him to get up i said okay stand in front of each other and no touching no words no nothing and i want you to look into each other's eyes so i got him to do presence right so i did it for 1 minute so i got him back i said okay so tell me about it we debriefed it i said okay now go again 3 minutes and then when they came back and i said so what was going on there because i was watching their body language and they go we thought about when our baby was born and then she started crying right and then he hugged her so then she cracks the sheets and she's like yeah but you said that she's white or something because he's um latino and she's she's caucasian so she's more light skin right crack the sheets with him and i go why did you get upset with him why did he say that he shouldn't have said that i go he's watching you give birth the woman he loves can't do anything about your pain he's freaking out this baby comes out all of a sudden oh my god and then he just blurred something out cuz he's in delirium as much as you are and now you you blaming him for that i go i think that's so cute she's like yeah why have i been so angry with that for so long as you said mark story meaning expectation you know wow there's a baby nobody knows i yelled at my husband when they cut my baby out cuz i said so what is it he goes i think it's a boy i go you think is it a boy or is it a boy he goes oh well they twisted i think i saw something that if i twisted <laughs> right so so and then i said okay get back there 5 minutes that was at 3 minutes and i said now you're going to do 5 minutes and they sat there for 5 minutes oh wow it was amazing mm-hmm. amazing and they came together because now they know how to be present so it was such an experience for them mm-hmm. yeah it's a powerful tool that's for sure the key about what you were just sharing is in today's society and modern day beliefs being present just with yourself is pretty rare isn't it like mm-hmm. and in that space we become very lost we forget who we are i remember when i was going through my challenges and my coach said to me mark well how do you enjoy yourself what do you do for fun and i didn't know how to answer that as I wasn't being present with me and people we get to talk with I see that a lot you're just so busy going to work looking after your spouse boyfriend girlfriend husband wife children become so distracted with a lot of things and let alone technology all the social media pages all those sorts of things we forget how to be present with ourselves and really take that time out to uh to reflect and find the gratitude and the appreciation and everything that we have in our life. And then once you not having that with yourself, you know, you don't see it when you're with your partner. You know, how can you be how can you be present with your partner if you can't be present with yourself? And when you know what your expectations are, expectations of how you want your life to be that is not dependent on another. It's purely dependent on you. on how you see your life based on your values based on your boundaries based on your goals right yeah. so as an empty nester 
how amazing would it be to discover or design now the life that you want? Because life is not over. It's only beginning, right? You've lived your first half. Now, this is the second half. I call it golden years, but like in the old days, the golden years that are like, like really old years. But, yes. but you know, there, there's something that I learned in one of the courses that I was in. You know, there's different levels. There's the red, the yellow, the green, and the gold. So the red level is when it's just doom and gloom. Yellow, it's like you're barely surviving. Green is where most people that are happy are. And the golden zone is when everything stands still. You're just floating because everything works all the time. And it's possible to experience that. And I have actually experienced that on a couple of occasions to be in the golden zone. And I tell you, it is amazing. But then I can't remember how I did it to do it again. <laughs> but I, I try to float in the green zone all the time with the, the intention to moving into the golden zone, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean that in those zones you don't have pressure and stress. No, you do. But still things are working really beautifully, mm. yeah. right? Yeah. So. I would say these are the golden years. I mean, I am 54 and I'm like, wow, with everything I know now, oh, yay. Mm, yeah. I'm just looking forward to every day, every single day, what is next they're going to bring me. Mm-hmm. And how's this? I speak to Eric. Then he tells me about you guys. We connect mm-hmm. and we're here. And I'm like, yay. And it, I tell you, it's refreshing to speak to people that speak my language. Presence, Tony Robbins, blessing. (laughs) I was like, yay, it's exciting. (laughs) Because he's my mentor. If it wasn't for him, he saw in me what nobody else has. Awesome. So I just wanted to touch on one other thing. Your focus is assisting men through relationship challenges. Is that right? It's my target market. And the reason for that is because more the men that I loved in my life, my dad, my brother, my former husband, I love yeah my dad's passed away my brother lives overseas I'm divorced they I'm generalizing here so everybody please forgive me in advance right but I think in general people grow up a particular way women do this and men do that my whole mission is to bring men and women together so they can work as a unit not against each other Mm -hmm. because men are logical. Women are emotional. What a great combination. So we should allow the men to be the logical. That doesn't mean they have no feelings, but it's just the way we built because I'm not stupid. I'm logical, but I'm very emotional. Mm -hmm. So I can give so much love and so much emotion. Whereas you've got a man who would do this, we do that. Great. And I shower you with all the affection, right? Because that's who I am, right? So my thing is, who looks after our men? Because there's a lot of women's groups and it's great, right? And women empowerment, who empowers our men? So I kind of made it my mission that if I can support men and their partner, right, then great. But, you know, if a woman comes to me, like so far, it's been quite a few women who come to me and they go, can you help? Sure. Oh, he won't come to the call. I say, yes, he will. Just tell him this, 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 and this. And the men show up. Other than one situation. I'm passionate. And, and I found in the last six years, especially, every event I go to, and I've been in masterminds and that, I find myself sitting after the event, sitting in a bar, with men and they share with me their pains and I just thought well there's something that there's an air about me or something that they come and talk to me but they don't come to pick me up they don't they actually literally start talking about their partners and then I get quite um, direct with them I don't sugarcoat because they don't need sugarcoating Mm -hmm. I do it with kindness but I just kind of say and what's your part in that Mm -hmm. what do you mean now think about it what's your part in that yeah, but she, 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 and I go, she married to herself? In, in, is she in her marriage by herself? No. Well, so what's your part in that? Oh, yeah, oh, I get it. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> right? So, and I do the same to women when they come to me, or oh, he, 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 and I go, yeah, what's your part in that? Yeah, but he, yeah, but how about you? Because when you first met, it was different, right? 
yeah you gave he gave you gave he gave then he might have not given something for a reason then you decided oh, i'm not going to give either how does that work for you mm-hmm. right that's why i'm the no bullshit relationship architect <laughs> <laughs> the no bs <laughs> That's in, my, that's in my logo, no BS relationships like it. Is it, yeah. Nice. Right? So, yes, I do, I do want to work with men, and especially men that are in uh, high positions like professionals, you know, D-level, C-level, because these guys have a lot of responsibility already running the companies or the businesses that they work for or whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. And vulnerability is not something that they can show, mm. And I want to be able to offer them a space where they feel safe to just be, to just be themselves. And this is not about, oh, you're going to come and cry. It's not about that. It's about connecting them to themselves. So then they feel empowered to just go, I really don't care what anybody thinks. I'm actually not happy about this situation. And then they go to work and work extreme hours. Then they go home. And around this age group, or, or if there's still kids at home, right, those kids are grown up, so they, they don't need the mom, right? And then she wants him, and he comes home, and he's full, and he's like, oh, God. And she's like, this happened, and this happened, and this happened. And he's like, oh, my. So if there's a way to create a boundary and, and some nice rituals around homecoming and going to work, and if both of them work, they come home, they're stressed, they're tired, how you're going to create your relationship. Call me romantic, but I actually believe it's possible mm. if you want it. Yeah. That's, That's it. the key, isn't it? If Absolutely. you want it. If. if you're committed to it. Yeah. It always comes back to the saying that the question I always like to ask people is how do you want to live your life? You get to choose. Do you want society and your old beliefs to, to take you somewhere or do you want to take that step forward and empower yeah. yourself? Yeah. Absolutely. And unfortunately, many people don't want to make that step and I actually did a a webinar for a group of men and it was like we did the Q&A and the question came up which I have been sensing for a long time that could be the reason why men don't reach out Mm -hmm. and then the question came and I went oh and it, it said what if we discover that there's something wrong with us and I looked at the other man and I could see them going like this. And I go, so do you guys feel the same? And they went, I said, well, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with you. You are perfect as you are. It's just you need more knowledge because you only know what you know. Mm. So time to learn something new and to discover how amazing you actually are inside. I go, did you kill anyone? No. Did you steal? No. Did you rape? No. Did you kill it? No. Okay. So good start. Mm. Well, that's amazing that you're helping all these people, especially men, and for sure that demographic of men where they know they haven't got as many resources as women in terms of the emotional groups, networks, or even therapists or coaches or relationship architects out there. So that's a group that really, really needs your help and guidance. So if there are any empty nester dads out there who are struggling who feel that they're a bit stuck in their relationship and would really like to be able to open up in a safe space and be able to get vulnerable without having to feel like there's something wrong with you then we've got Annie Callis here so Annie how can someone get in touch with you what's the best way well I'll give you my email address my website is being built at the moment. Okay, yeah. And you can also give them my social media, my Facebook, okay. if you want. Yeah. I actually do live videos every day on mindset, on lots of different topics. I do have a calendar where they can actually book an initial consultation. Yeah. But if there's empty nesters, you know, this will be a great opportunity for them to work together. Mm. So then they each discover their own strengths and brilliance and and freedoms awesome all right well we'll provide all of that in the show notes and we'd just like to end on one question one special question we have a group on facebook called the awakening empty nesters so we're helping 
empower empty nesters to open up, to become more aware, to learn more, to get more wisdom and to go out and transform their lives. So in that process, they are awakening. And we believe it's a process that it doesn't have a destination. You're never really fully awakened because you're always growing and always awakening to something new, that curiosity of life. So put that question to you, Annie. How would you define an awakening soul? Thank you. That is just such a gold question. I believe that an awakened person is somebody who's free, who's emotionally free, content and fulfilled and happy within themselves, who, I don't know why I'm emotional, I thought we are going to laugh. <laughs> yeah. um, somebody who forgiven themselves for not knowing, for stuffing up. Somebody who just says, you know what, this is great. Somebody who, who feels like if today is my last day, oh, my God, it's been a great life. No regrets. Somebody who is present, as Mark said, present to themselves. But I think freedom, my message to the word is forgiveness is freedom. Mm -hmm. And when you forgive yourself, I think that's an awakened person. For sure. Because then you know you're present and you're awake. Mm -hmm. You're actually awake and you know. And there's a knowing. So true. Thank you so much for that. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Annie, for being a guest, for helping to open up the hearts and awaken the minds of our empty nester audience and hopefully we can have you on another podcast at another time and i'm sure there's lots of different topics that we can discuss with you thank you thank you annie it was amazing meeting you earlier this week and absolutely fantastic to pop on a podcast with you today and just have a great chat with you and for you to share some absolute gold with us and our audience and i know that our audience will absolutely love the information that you've shared so thank you very much Thank you. I, I really appreciate this. This was great. I get so emotional. I mean, I'm not embarrassed. I was just surprised that I just really love, just love my life and I love what I do. And I want this for everyone mm. to feel free and happy and content is truly, truly amazing. Mm. Absolutely. For sure. So thank you, everybody. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy what you heard today, share with a friend. And if you have not already done so, please subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments or feedback for us, you can reach us directly at podcast at thedreamarchitects.com. Looking forward to you joining us on our next show. Thank you for listening.